You remember whenever God picked you up, turned you around, set your feet on solid ground? Does that make you want to shout this morning? Why don't you give God another hand clap of praise today? Amen. Friday before New Year's, I was sitting out in the truck under the drive-thru and we'd ask people if they wanted to come by and give a year-end offering, we'd be there to receive it. And so I was sitting there uh, in my truck waiting on folks as they drove through. As I was sitting there, I began to ponder some things as I had already been doing as I was moving towards 2024. Things I could do for Don. Things that Don needed to do to be a better person. To do more for God. And I began to pencil down just a few things. And uh, as I began to write those things down, I, there, there's, there's several areas of my life that I, that, I, that I was looking at. And the thought kept coming back to me as I told you last Sunday, I want to give it my all. I want to be all in for 2024. And so last Friday, as I was out at uh, Pine Hill, Pastor Irwin walked in and he said, you got a message for Sunday? I said, actually, I do. He said, well, would you preach Sunday morning? And I said, uh, I sure will. And so he said that he didn't know for sure exactly whether he was going to be able to be here or not. And so as I went back to my truck, I reached over my sun visor and I pulled out my receipt from the last doctor's appointment I had where I had sat there and I had made note after note after note that Friday working on the sermon on giving it my all. I want to tell you this morning, God never does anything in vain. God never stirs your spirit, but what he has an opportunity or a plan to use that stirring this morning and so I want us to listen just for a short while. I'll not be here a long time. But as I sat there and understood, I'm one of those who've never been able to do anything casually. I've never been able to take anything and just participate in a casual way. I don't care what it is. Hunting, fishing, you name it. Board games with the kids. Card games with the kids. My son's here this morning. He can tell you, I learned how to put two cards in one to play you know and win in a hurry until I got caught. I, I've never done anything casually. I've always went overboard. And uh, in archery, when I took up archery, I went at it until I could be the best Don I could be. Now this morning, I'm not asking you to be like anybody else. I'm not asking you to try to be uh, like somebody else sitting by you. I just want you to look at yourself and say, in 2024, I'm going to be the best me. I am going to be the best me. Someone asked me one time, said, why don't you preach more often at Harvest? I said, they don't need a preacher. They've got one of the best. They don't need another preacher. I fill in whenever I'm called on to fill in, but there's areas of ministry uh, that needs doing that I'm able to do and that I'm so thankful God has called me and placed me in an area uh, to do those things this morning. I always want to be the best I could be. When I took up golf, I wanted to be the best I could be. And we play, and, you know, I don't now 
I was talking to Pastor the other day. I don't practice no more. I just go out there. I, I, if I can be competitive with Pastor Irwin, I'm happy on the golf course today. So uh, all of those things. But whenever I looked at my spiritual life, what plans do I have for 2024 in my spiritual walk? Well, I want to tell you this morning, if I'm going to give God my, if I'm going to give my best in other areas of my life, I certainly don't want to short God uh, with what I give to him. Amen? Uh, we don't want to short God in what we give. And as I uh, read that scripture last week, I want to go back to it this morning in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. It says, now, for I know the plans I have for you. How many of you know God's already planned your 2024? How many of you know God already has this year planned out for you? Some of you that are sitting here this morning in our midst may not even be here at the end of the year. God's got a great promotion planned for you, my friend. He's going to reward you for your faithful service. Amen. That's something to clap and give God praise for. I'm glad this morning uh, that God has plans for our lives today. He said, I have plans for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I'm glad this morning that God is all in for 2024. I'm glad God's all in on his part for 2024. I don't have to wait and see if God's going to do his part. God's waiting to see if we're going to do our part for this new year. If the only reason I don't get my best from God is because I don't give God my best, then I need to look and I need to do a better job in my life. He said that I give you hope in the future. He said, then will you call on me and will come and pray to me and I will listen to you. There's nothing like answered prayer this morning. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So if the only way I'm going to get God's best is to give God my best, then I want to be all in. I want to, be, I want to do uh, my very best. I want to walk that extra mile. God's worth getting up a little early in the morning for me. He's worth staying a little later than what I plan to stay. Just because I can say, thank you, Lord. Uh, for saving my soul. I thank you for anointing my life. I thank you for putting me in the midst of a church who loved me, and I love them, and we're able to worship together. Thank you, God. I'm going to give my best in 2024. You'll never experience God's best by doing things half-hearted. I'm going to tell you, it may sound mean this morning, but God's not a once-a-month dose of religion. God is not once a week worship service for an hour, but God is worthy of our praise seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every area of our life. He is worth lifting him up and said, there's no God like my God. There's no one like our God. Many have sat back and said, well, I've done that long enough. And I want to tell you, uh, there's a lot of people that you look at and say, boy, they used to be great worshipers. Uh, they used to be people that just really exalted God and lifted him up. But uh, now as time has gone on, it's become less and less important to them. I pray to God that the last day that I live, I'm still praising God for what he's done in my life. 
I pray to God the last step that I take on planet earth, I'm still giving God honor and giving God praise for what he's done in my life. God's brought us a mighty, mighty long way this morning. But what would God, what would it be like if God did us like that? He said, well, I've wore out all my grace, Steve, on you. Next year is all on your own. I've given, I've done everything I'm going to do for you. I've spent all the time I'm going to spend with you. You're on your own. But I'm glad we serve a God that's not like that. I'm glad we serve a God that's not like that. There are many times in the service that we leave here and we complain, oh, the service didn't go like we wanted or things didn't work out and uh, things didn't happen like we wanted and we began to point fingers at the pulpit and say, Pastor Irwin, there's something or we point fingers at the musicians and, and we began to complain and what we really need is a mirror and say, did I give my best? Did I come in and give my best whenever I came to the house of God this morning? I'm praying 2024 brings about a deeper passion for the presence of God in our lives. I'm praying it brings a greater desire for God to be in the midst of our services. I was sitting this morning looking over my notes and I heard a spring up over in a Sunday school class right over in here. And all of a sudden that, that, that spring up began louder and louder and louder as people were praying and worshiping God, uh, praying for the needs and just beginning to celebrate a God who's able to do all things. Oh, they're just able to do those things in our lives and we just worship Him. You know, whenever we look at worship, worship is love. Is our love offered to God. That's what it is. It's our love that we offer to God. Matthew put it this way. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Worship is whenever we use everything that we've got. We use our minds. We use our will. We use our emotions. And we just give it all to God. Because he said in John 4, 23, yet a time is coming, and it now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The reason this morning is the last part of that verse says, for they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. God wants worshipers that are willing to go all in. God, you're my all. The New Testament was written in the Greek, and the Greek word for praise or worship in the New Testament is proskuneo. And it means a kiss. It's not a romantic kiss, like a lover's kiss, but it means a kiss like years ago my Grandson moved in with us to go to college and he brought with him a big old husky dog, Siberian Husky. Never liked house dogs and I don't like every time I move finding dog hair, but he brought the dog to live with us for the time that he was with us and uh, Blue became Poppy's dog instead of Reed's dog. Every time we left the house, we would put him in a crate, close that crate, because we wanted the house when we came back. 
is the reason we put him up. But boy, you would open that whenever you walked in and he saw you, even in that crate, he would just get so excited. And you open that door and he would run out in the room and just start making circles around and around and around. Like, I'm so glad to see you. I'm so happy you're here. I'm glad that you're here so I can just see you and I can look at you. As he did that, he'd slow down in a minute and then here come them big old right up the side of your face, all over your hands. That's the kind of kiss that proscuneo means is that that's what God wants. God wants us to be so excited and so, uh, so enthused because we're in his presence and he's come uh, into our lives that we just read and, and just kind of just give the very best love that we have. Give him your best this morning. Amen. King David knew what it was to get excited about God. You remember they went off to, re uh, to recover the Ark of the Covenant and they found it and they uh, were on their way back with it. And the Bible says that uh, the journey was seven or eight miles, I think. And uh, while they were making that journey, uh, they would pick up that Ark of the Covenant and they would make six steps. And they'd say, oh, stop, stop, stop. I just got to worship him. I've got to thank God that he's in our midst and uh, that we have his presence with him. Oh, okay, let's go again. They'd pick that ark back up, six more steps, and they'd say, oh, stop, stop. Uh, let's worship him again. He's worthy to be praised. So excited about that. Second Samuel chapter 20, uh, chapter 6, verse 20, David said, When David returned home to bless the household, uh, Micah, uh, Michael, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around disrobing in the sight of the slave girls, of the servants, and, uh, uh, as any vulgar uh, fellow would. David said to Micah, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he anointed, when he appointed me the ruler over Israel, uh, Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. Verse 22, he started out this way. He said, hey, I will even become more undignified than this. You remember the first time you just broke out in praise? The first time you ever just broke out in worship the first time that you quit sitting there and guarding yourself and you just become to the point that you just was willing to just kind of release, uh, David said, I want to tell you what, I'm fixing to praise God and I don't care who sees it. I don't care who's around me. I'm just going to lift my hand and say, God, I worship you for who you are and for what you've done in my life. The disciples were the same way as they were ready to enter into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. The Bible says that in, in Luke chapter 19, uh, verse 37, and when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. And they thought it. They thought Jesus was coming in to establish himself as an earthly king. Uh, they thought they was walking in with the one that was fixing to exalt himself on the throne of David. They had no idea uh, that he was going to be crucified and, and that he was going to die for the world. They hadn't believed that. 
But they said, we just broke out in such joyful worship uh, because of all the things that we have seen. I'm going to tell you, if you've been a child of God very long, just look back and see the things he's worked in your life and the things he's done for you, and it'll make your heart rejoice. It'll make your heart glad. Uh, you may not do like others do, but whenever, uh, whenever your spirit's stirred, you'll find a way to worship God and to praise him with your best worship. 2024, I'm going to worship God with everything I've got. You know, when God dealt with worship, he dealt with it in the largest book in the Bible. He worked it, in, he, 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 he chose the book of Psalms that has 150 Psalms in it. And worship is, uh, is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for deity. It's an expression of our appreciation for all that they've done for us. New Testament was written in Greek. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And the Hebrew language is seven times larger than the English language. So whenever they translated these words, uh, they, there were seven words that they used in the Old Testament for worship. For praising God. There were seven words, and I want to share those with you this morning in closing today. But uh, the first word was Hallel. It's a word we get hallelujah from. And that word means to rave, to boast, to celebrate, and to be clamorously foolish. We know what Hallel is. Amen. Football season in the South, we know what it is to Hallel. Uh, to be foolishly, to clamor foolishly about things going on. I thought about that. I used to, I don't do it anymore, but I used to sit at a TV and holler at it because things didn't work out in the game the way I wanted. I used to scream and yell. As I was sitting out in the drive through the other day, I thought, there's not a person on that team that knows my name. <laughs> and people just screaming and yelling. And they don't even know my name. I heard another little illustration of how crazy we get. You know, it won't be but a few weeks now we'll have a spring game. And there'll be stadiums packed full of people and they'll be screaming and yelling and cheering and rah-rahing and clamoring foolishly. You do know it's you playing you in the spring game. That's what it is. But whenever we think about hallelujah to God, he knows me through and through. He knows my name. I am a friend of God. He knows me. He knows what I'm going through. He even knows what I'm feeling. Psalms 35 and 18 says, I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among people. Second word for praise is yada. It means to acknowledge in public. Christianity is not a silent religion. Christianity is not something that you wear in here and take off when you leave. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you come in a church house and you identify with us and you go out into the world and you identify with them so that you don't stick out like a sore thumb. 
I want to tell you, God wants more sore thumbs in 2024. He wants us to stand out wherever you are, that you become a light to a world that needs to see the bright of Jesus Christ. He said, I will praise thee with my whole heart before the God, before the gods will I sing unto thee. I don't care whether it's giving a wooden cross or leaving a wooden cross that men's ministry has carved out where if you leave that on the table where you're eating or, or you hand it to a person or, or, or you share that with them, whether it's a healing cloth that you just leave and say, hey, that's anointed and I want you to know uh, that God's able to touch you and that God's able to heal you. Whether it's sitting out in a chair, I'm going to tell you, nothing makes me feel any better when people identify harvest as those people who sit on the side of the road and pray for you. That just sit out here and just pray for you. I want to tell you what we do for God, we need to do publicly in 24 uh, because the world needs to hear about a God that loves them. Amen? The third word for worship is Barak. It means to bless by kneeling and bowing down. You know, there's a time that we give to God. There's a time we just receive from God. There's times whenever I just get on my knees and I say, Oh God, I worship you because you know where I am. You know what I'm going through. God, you know what I need. And Lord, I want you to touch my life. And I just receive from God. And God is worship because I realize he is the one that's a giver of all good things. He said, bless, my, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Fourthly is Zamar. It means making music to God with strings. It'll get quiet in here. People say, I don't like those strings. I don't like those guitars. I don't like that guitar. I don't like that loud music. They ask, is Harvest a contemporary church or are we a traditional church? Well, if I look at this verse of Scripture and I look at these words of worship from the Old Testament, we're a traditional church because we don't mind praising God exuberantly and we don't mind uh, lifting our voices to God. We don't mind acknowledging Him in public. We don't mind kneeling and bowing before Him and we make music. I know there's a limit that we can tolerate sound-wise, but uh, we work on that every day. But I want to tell you, God likes music. God loves music. He loves it. I, he even went on in, uh, in the last uh, chapter of Psalms. I hope this don't put a damper on your worship this morning. He said, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. We used to love to hear Dr. Chalk play the trumpet. Praise him with a sorcery and the harp. Praise him with a timbre and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Uh, this morning, God loves us when we just worship. And whenever music is flowing this morning, be a part of worship. Amen. <laughs> Fifth word for worship is shabak. It means to address in a loud tone or to shout. I will never enter into a church service and sit and be silent. 
The only place I'm good at sitting and being silent is my reclining chair, Brother Larry. Whenever I get kicked back in it, I can get pretty silent pretty quickly. But if I'm in the house of God, I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to praise him because he's worthy to be praised. And I'm going to do it loudly. I'm going to lift my voice. Hallelujah. He said, because, you, because your love is better than life. Because your love, because God's love is better than the life that I, better than the, uh, the, the air I breathe, it's better than the uh, steps I take, it's better than the life I live, it's better than anything is the fact that God loves me. Because li your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hand. Hallelujah. Sixth word brings us to that very thing. It's todah. It means to lift up hands in adoration. Those of you that didn't come from a Pentecostal background, how many of you remember the first time you ever lifted your hands in service? Uh, we do, don't we, Joel? Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting there and the music is rolling in this particular service and, 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 and everybody else is raising their hand and, 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 and all of a sudden you go. <laughs> yeah. And then it went to, from there to a time whenever you, uh, when you get to the point that you could raise your hand a little and then you get to the point where uh, you just kind of carry the baby. But after a while, when you realize how good God is, you can just stick that old antenna up there as high as you can get it, and you can just wave and say, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm not ashamed to lift my voice and tell the world how much you love me, hallelujah. He said, he who offers praise glorifies me, and to him that orders his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. First Timothy chapter 2 and 8 says, I will therefore that all that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. I believe this morning that whenever we just lift our hands and say, God, I just love you. God, I just praise you for who you are. Lord, I just worship you. And I pray that 2024 has us continuously just not being ashamed to lift our hands. I'm, I'm going to tell this. Deborah, I hope you're not too embarrassed by it, but my son's fiance just started her walk with God a few months ago as I shared with some of you and she began to pray and ask God for things to happen, and God began to answer those. And I would, me and my wife was together one day, and she called, and she said God had answered a prayer that she'd been praying for many, many years. And, but whenever we give God our best, he gives us his best. Amen? And so she had gotten her life headed on the right path, and she was praying, and God answered this prayer. And she called my wife, and don't be offended this morning, but she said, and by God, Sunday morning, whenever we start church, I'm going to raise my hands. I thought, how, how pure, how innocent. 
that it come right from the depths of a little child of God that said, I don't care, I'm going to lift my hands and say, God, I realize you're the only one that could answer that prayer. You're the only one that could work in that area. Uh, nothing else has ever worked in all these other years, God, but you came through. You came through for me, God. The last word is Tehillah. It means exuberant singing. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be in my mouth. Psalms 108, 1 says, Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Even with my glory, I will praise thee, O Lord. Among the people, I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. Hebrews 13 and 15, singers, if you'll come this morning, says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continuously offer to God a sacrifice of praise. It said a sacrifice of praise. When we come into this church house and we feel like praising, we need to praise God. When we come into this church house burdened down, carrying a heavy load, we need to praise God. It needs to become a sacrifice of praise. Because whenever we do what God's asked us to do, He'll do what, he's, what we're asking Him uh, to do in our lives today. We were created to be spiritual contributors, not a sponge. We don't come in here and absorb and absorb and absorb, but we've come in here to take in so that we can give out. And I want to tell you, I'm one person that sees you every Sunday. Because whenever you see me up here with my phone, I'm not doing anything more than sending the number of people that we've got here in service on a Sunday morning. And so I count each one of you. And there are those of you that come in, those smiles on your face. There's come those of you that come in like, let's get this over with, let's hurry up, let's work through this, and we'll go. You know, Daniel was walking that Ark of the Covenant back and setting it down every six steps, the thought come to me, and I just jotted it down. If that was Don Maddox making this trip, I would tell my bunch, get you a drink of water, go to the bathroom, because we only got eight miles and we're going to get there. That's how we come into worship service so many times, folks. We come in without giving God our all, we come in without being all in, and it's not long until we say, well, hey, when he says stand with me this morning, we'll just slip out the door. God has never slipped out on you. God wants to give you his best. In 2024, God is determined to give you his best. You need to determine that I'm going to give my best to God so that I can receive God's best for me. Amen? Amen. Stand with me this morning. I want to read that text verse one more time. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and to give you a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me 
with all of your heart. I'm going to ask Pastor Irwin to come to the center uh, down here, and I'm going to ask all the pastors' council that I have asked you if you'll just come in and, and fill the aisles on both sides here this morning. I'm going to ask you to do something today, and I'm going to challenge you to do something. Brother Ford is making his way to the foyer as I speak. 2024. That you make a declaration to God. I'm going to be the best that I can be. You're not doing that for me. You're not doing that for pastor. You're not doing that for harvest. You're doing that for you. And I, I encourage you to make your relationship with God public this year. If you've never joined a church, join a church. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Say to the world, I am on the Lord's side. I know whose team I'm on. I encourage you in 2024 to find time every day to spend some time with God. If it's a commute to work, spend some time in praying and listening uh, to God. Spend time in the Word. Let God speak to you. And I, I, I encourage you. I know that there's those of you sitting here this morning that won't make 52 Sundays this next year. I know that. But do your best. Do your best at every opportunity that you have to worship, to come, and to worship. My greatest challenge to you, January the 7th, 2025, do not find yourself in the same place you are January the 7th, 2024 with the Lord. Give it your all. As they sing this morning, those of you who can, if you'll just come by in dismissal, shake hands with some of those. Um, Mac, would you move to this side over here and we'll kind of balance this bunch out a little bit. Come to the other side. You can come down and shake one of them's hand. You can shake all of them's hand. It won't take five minutes, folks. And it'll mean the world to you to say, God, I am all in for 2024. Amen? Give God praise. Sing, folks. Step out of your aisles and move this way. We worship the God of love.